0: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to episode 119 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, at FFBaldman on Twitter. I am here with Randy Hall. Sean is gone, uh, so we're just going to ask Randy how he is. I feel like this is happening every, every episode these days. It's just me and Randy. Yeah, there's a sweet
1: silence to it, but yeah, uh, I'm doing pretty good.
0: <laughs> good. Just uh, watching it this. Uh, huh? Is it snowing up there?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been snowing all day. It's supposed to snow all day tomorrow. I think it's supposed to take a little bit of a break and then snow all day the next day. So, it'll be great. How how about uh,
0: Columbus? It it snowed literally all day. It was like that really wet shit, but now there's like three inches on the ground and I'm pretty pissed about it. Pretty, pretty pissed.
1: Well, that's what you get from moving from North Carolina to Columbus. Now no one gives a shit. Down there, you would have shut down for a week.
0: It's true. That it sucks. Yeah, so you mentioned that we're watching this shit show that is the Eagles Seahawks game. Yeah. Uh what are your thoughts on Carson Wentz, Randy? I will save mine.
1: He he uh I don't have thoughts on anyone on this team. This team just sucks so bad.
0: So so I feel bad. so
1: bad because this D-line is trying their ass off for Philly and they Dude, got no help.
0: Javon Hargrave and Derek Barnett, like and Fletcher Cox, like, is Fletcher Cox even playing? I don't. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah he is. Does. He has a sack already. That's that's what I thought. Um, but you know, you do feel for them. This this offense is one of the worst I've seen in, in a fat minute. So yeah,
1: it's it's uh it's, it's real bad. Ben. And then you go yeah. to the other side, and your top corner Slay can't cover any part of DK Metcalf.
0: It's so bad. All right, uh, let's get into it. Today we are going to be testing out a little bit of a new segment. We're going to do a little recap reaction segment, uh, just kind of talking about some of the key points from Sundays and Mondays' football games. We're also going to be doing our our typical waiver wrap up segment, where we'll give you some some waiver recommendations and and hope they hit this week. Um, but first. The, the big news, obviously, is the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game that's technically in Week 12. We, we can't do a Week 12 recap, technically, because it's not going to be over until Wednesday at 3.40 p.m. So if Nick. you're at work, uh, you're going to be watching football, I guess, or recording it. What the fuck is this?
1: I don't. They're doing everything they can to not do, like forfeit this game. And it's just hilarious because if it was any other team like they've the Broncos had like no one to use and they're like, no, 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 no. You're playing same with the 49ers and for the Ravens Steelers game. We're just hanging on by a 30 Even though the Ravens aren't going to have anyone either. So what's the point? The Steelers are going to run them over.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be an awful game. It's going to be in the middle of the day. And the reason it's in the middle of the day is because of the, uh, the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Square or something like that is being televised that night. And instead of, you know, moving to NFL Network or something like that, they just decided, oh, we're going to make you guys play a midday game when the whole point of moving the game back one extra day was so Baltimore could practice. So they're going to have less than 24 hours of recovery time while just hammered with COVID. It's going to be a shitty game, man.
1: Yeah, I just don't... I, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Don't get me wrong, okay. but I won't enjoy it. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kind of like this one. That yeah, kind
1: of. I Honestly, like most weeks I'm not facing DK and this is just fun to watch, but if I see DK... Catch another ball. He's about to catch a touchdown, is not he? Oh, he dropped it. Okay. I was getting, I was like I was like, what perfect, beautiful, poetic timing. <laughs> he catches oh. another ball on Darius Slay. But yeah. God. I I mean RG three is gonna try his best. We might get the Ravens running backs back, but what's that gonna matter against the Steelers defense who aren't scared of RG three throwing to no one? I I I think they only have Hollywood Brown left. I I mean
0: yeah it's it's gonna be bad man and i'll tell you what if i'm a broncos fan if i'm a fan of you know even the patriots uh the patriots got their game canceled but basically i'd be pissed that they've been over backwards trying to make this work for baltimore yeah Uh, it's not like
1: it's not like baltimore has a chance to win the game like what's (laughs) the point like why are we why are we doing this like I we, We've already said the precedent that you pushed it back to Tuesday once before, so I'm okay with that. But at this point, just it's either they play Tuesday or they forfeit. I mean, Steelers do you have ins- one, maybe two people on the COVID list, but Ravens clearly did something wrong because they, including staff, have 20-plus people. And I mean, yeah. like, oh my
0: god. Yeah, it's really annoying, and then the fallout from that a lot of schedule changes. So Pittsburgh, Washington is Monday, December seventh at five p.m., and then Baltimore, Dallas is Tuesday, December eighth at eight o five. So after bending over backwards for the Ravens, the Ravens also get an extra day off to recover from a midweek game. What you know, I I kind of have exhausted my my thoughts about it, but. Like I said, Ravens fans, you can be as delusional as you want and say that this is just how COVID's running its course. It's not how it's run its course with every other team that's been hit with it. It's a bad precedent to set. It's not a good look on the NFL, in my opinion.
1: No, and it's it's real bad because if they had just played on Thursday with just a couple running backs out, a couple coaching staff, I think like one defensive player, they would have had a good chance of probably winning i mean it's at least a good game but then not only do we get most of your team now on covid and your personnel uh also the steelers now have at least james connor i think there's another person as well after waiting because they probably went out because they didn't think they were going
0: to play <laughs> exactly yep yeah it's it's gross i'm i'm um... As a Browns fan, like I try not to let that impact me. I just want I want the Steelers to beat the fuck out of the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens—they're I mean, going be, to. It's
1: not even a question.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. If rj three wills them to a win, like freaking uh, 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 Shane Falco, then you know ugh, that's, no that's twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> honestly, though, the real the real
1: question is, uh, do you think the Steelers play? for a perfect season week 17. That's that's the real question here. It's not even cuz they they don't have a solid chance of losing a couple of games. It's this was one of the games they they could have lost and the Ravens themselves have just said, "Nah, we'll punt this one." <laughs> By not adhering to protocols and then I think they have like the Bills and the Colts still
0: they could very well be playing for a perfect season. They could be
1: And if they lose one, the Chiefs might not lose another one, so they're probably playing hard against the Browns. I don't know. I'm just trying to see I'm trying to get a cheap Browns win. I don't know if... uh...
0: Yeah, I would like (laughs) that as well. Speaking of Browns, Baker Mayfield is the fifth highest uh, graded quarterback via PFF over the last six weeks. That's all I'll say about Baker because I I got into it with some people on Twitter. It seems to be a common alley. I need I need to chill out on Twitter. Twitter was the chill part. Oh, my God. It's true. All the group chats are are the the crazy places, but all right, let's, let's move on a little bit. Um, I have written down here, playoff push. I sucked ass in (laughs) fantasy football this week. I, uh, I won five out of my 11 matchups for the second straight week. So I am a collective 10 and 22 or no 10 and 12. Just kidding. Not in that many leagues, 10 and 12. Um, Randy, I know you said you have the potential to win like 9 matches yeah, if,
1: if uh pretty much if Carson gets another touchdown here, I'll I'll probably win in 9 of the 11 leagues I've been and that puts me in good position to be in playoffs or have a shot at least going into next week in every single league.
0: Yeah. Thankfully. I'm I'm close. I'm in second to last place in the league, but I will be in the playoffs in about 70% of my league. So I'm
1: pretty there, happy
0: about it. Yeah. That.
1: There's two leagues that we're in together that if I win this week in the one, I'll be, I have a chance to sneak in as the last seat in both of them. We'll see. It's just bad
0: years on entries and shit for that one, though. So it happens. It does. It definitely does. All right. Let's get into. Our Week 12 Recap and Reaction presented by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is awesome. We are playing right now. We need a lot of things to happen in this fourth quarter uh, in order to win because they've been awesome at putting together a really fun slate where you have to do your research. You have to, you know, it's a little more of, it's a little less of a guessing game than your standard daily fantasy thrive has contests from the nfl to they have nba they have like i've talked about before video game bullshit like esports stuff that i don't even know what i'm looking at
1: (laughs) true golf uh pretty much anything to think of they and they're always expanding so good on them but yeah I yeah we definitely with just the smart thing from now on if they have an eagles on the slate just hit the under I think that's probably the best. I I think Dallas Goddard and someone else might hit the over. I think this catch by Goddard might have just put him over. I still think I should have hit the under. Uh, (laughs) This whole uh, offense is awful.
0: Yes. Uh, But, yeah, Thrive Fantasy, the link is in our description. Guys, I promise you it's really fun. I've had more fun with Thrive than in some of my season longs. So check it out. If you like it, use promo code THECUT. They will match anywhere between $20 and $50. Go download it and tell them that we sent you. All right. Week 12 recap and reaction. First thing we have listed here are basically the the matchup winners, and that would be Antonio Gibson, Will Fuller, Tyreek Hill, and Derek Henry. They fucked. uh, (laughs) 36.6 points.
1: We could probably ink uh, DK in there as well. Oh, yeah. I think. Let's, I'll triple-check what he's at right now. He's at 27.7, so he's technically not at that 36-point uh, threshold we got here, but he he might get there. Honestly, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, DK should be on this list probably. But uh, 36 fantasy points for Antonio Gibson in standard PPR leagues, 35 fantasy points for Will Fuller, who we will talk about here in a second, 57.9 fantasy points for Tyreek, 38.5 fantasy points for Derrick Henry and like Randy said, 27 and change for DK right now. If you played against one of these guys, there's a very good chance that you lost. If you played against all
1: of them, you did lose. There's not even a question.
0: Absolutely. I actually played a combo of Tyreek and Derrick Henry and Antonio Gibson in a league. So I did get three of them, uh, which sucks. Uh, But you know, if you roster them, then you're in good shape this week and and congrats on also fucking like the five of these guys. All right. Uh, Next point is Will Fuller and Bradley Roby. Obviously I'm sure you guys have heard the news. Will Fuller and Bradley Roby were suspended for PED use. Um, Will Fuller put out a statement that he trusted a doctor who said that a medication was a legal substance and it wasn't, I assume the same as it goes for Bradley Roby for fantasy. What are you doing with, you know, Brandon cooks? Is there someone Randy that you're looking at to step up other than Brandon cooks in this offense?
1: Well, I guess it would maybe be an extended role for Jordan Aikens. Um, if we can get David Johnson back, I think an extended role for Duke, maybe, or and David Johnson, that is. But um, probably the biggest guy would be Kiki Kuti, who we saw reemerge last week with getting a touchdown. I think that's the first time I actually heard his name mentioned in uh, a season. So I think he's actually back to having some relevancy in fantasy. Um, I don't know about league winner status, but he's going to get targets. Brandon Cook should shoot up weekly rankings because he's gonna get so many targets like an insane amount of
0: targets (laughs) he should be ranked as a high two basically for the rest of the season i think and with wide receiver one upside especially it's hard to replace will fuller's 17 fantasy points per game and that includes a game where he had zero so yeah he's the wide receiver seven on the year uh so, mostly when he went down,
1: we we should have just known that Will Fuller was going to miss six to eight games in the season. We should have just known. We, <laughs> don't have to question why. It,
0: it is only five and only four <laughs> fantasy matchups. So well, it's,
1: it's five weeks, but he also basically missed a week already with his hamstring injury, where he played like seemingly two snaps. Um I also believe he said a week, but I don't know, anyways. But either way, it's just an, after really establishing himself this year with Watson, it really does suck, and it also it sucks for Cooks because Cooks for the first couple of weeks struggled, and then he's starting to turn it on, and now he's got to be the number one. So while he's going to get peppered with targets, he's going to get harder coverage now.
0: Yeah, are you fading Deshaun Watson at all now?
1: Fading, no, but. Um, because fading usually means I'm just not going to use them. I'm going to use them for someone else, but dropping them down rankings every week, maybe a spot or two, probably because he still has that rushing upside, and he's still going to probably throw 40 times a game. Uh, geez. Somebody, somebody's got to well. get it.
0: I'm sorry. That I'm so was, sorry.
1: Yeah, that was the Jesus.
0: Uh, oh my god. Um, well there There's going to be a nice little... Uh, track at the end that I'm gonna put in the outro guys of of us pre pre-recording or, or pre-show starting uh watching this game. It, it'll be it'll be comedy so st- stick with us through the end here. Right. Um all right. Oh. Another point from week 12 um the Raiders man. I I recommended Derek Carr to everyone. I we recommended him from our Twitter account. We did not expect the Falcons to look like the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I guess, would be a good comparison. Uh, uh, not for most really.
1: Of the, game. the The Raiders' offense just looked shut down in the first half, really. But some of the Falcons, so like it was kind of even. And then coming out of the break, Jacobs bump, uh, bangs up his ankle and doesn't play the rest of the game, pretty much. So, I mean, we're relying on Derek Carr with, in an offensive system that really doesn't account for third and long, and they were facing a lot of it. So it's tough. I mean, it's just, it's the same as kind of the Brown system. When you can't run the ball, you're, you're knowing you're behind the ball with your play schemes. Because even if your quarterback could throw it out, I, it's hard to do that on a third and 10 with a play action play. It really, it's really hard to do. <laughs>
0: It was really but, interesting, you know. I didn't watch the the full game, but in in instances like that, you know, why are we not scheming up touches for for Henry Ruggs? Why are we why are we not getting him in space? I yeah, don't get it.
1: I and they do have those in their playbook. Um they do them, They did them last week even. It's not necessarily right. to Ruggs, but to everyone. And they do him to Renfro seemingly more uh just cuz he's nice in those tight areas like that. Um but yeah. It was just weird. Like that spin move, that that Braxton Miller ass spin move. Uh <laughs> yeah. it's just it, it was just a really bad game all in all. And I mean, you're gonna have those on occasions. You you hope that's not a prime time game, I guess, but uh and it wasn't, but you know what I mean. So they played hard against the Chiefs. They're the only team to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> so they just gotta it's a game they should have won, which sucks, and now they're looking outside the playoff race, but They get the Jets this week, so uh, (laughs) Mm. So start your car, start (laughs) your car, start uh, everything, probably. Uh, Jacobs also looks like he has a chance to play this week. Not a serious injury, but with such a cake matchup, does he play or is he limited? Um, So it's kind of hard to tell.
0: Yeah. All right. Enough Raiders talk. Let's talk about Alvin Kamara, man, because I know as a fantasy manager of Alvin Kamara in just a couple leagues, I am slightly concerned. Since Taysom Hill took over, Alvin Kamara has had, he's looking at 50% of the snaps as opposed to around 65 to 70 when Breeze was in there. The last two weeks he's combined for 16.7 fantasy points. He has 24 carries for 99 yards and a single touchdown, but he only has one reception for negative two yards the last two weeks. How are you viewing Alvin Kamara the rest of season? What, what the fuck are we doing, dude? I what mean, we-
1: it's what we feared, me and you on the show, that no one's fearing Taysom Hill throwing the ball, so they're stacking the box. And I know um, Latavius had two touchdowns this week. Uh, and that's the other thing for this week. Kamara uh, isn't going to get as many touches because they are they knew they were winning before they even touched the field. So uh, I, I do kind of want to throw it away. But there is somewhat of a, a pattern here with Taysom, a quarterback, that they're going to try and pound the ball down people's throats. It's not going to be ultra efficient. Uh, it's going to get the job done. But they play Atlanta, who just put up 40 who they already played Atlanta who couldn't put up anything that week. So if they play like they did against the Raiders this week against the Saints again, they're going to beat the crap out of the Saints or at least we'll see why Sean Payton believes in Taysom Hill to be an actual quarterback. We're going to see one of the two, but it it only happens if the Falcons actually show the hell up.
0: (laughs) Dude, I wouldn't be shocked if Jameis Winston came in in the second half next or this week. Um, I just, you know, I, I haven't charted Taysom Hill this week yet. Obviously, I, I wait for the the All-22 to come out, and the NFL is slow as fuck at getting that on Game Pass. But I, uh, I just don't see it with Taysom Hill, man. And I don't want this to be a Taysom Hill hate show, but he should I not mean, be the starting quarterback. For
1: fantasy, it's going to look like he had a decent day because he had 17 points, but 9 for 16 for 78 yards. Uh, for one interception, and then he ran only 44 yards, but two scores because they were goal line, which is also he's the one taking away uh, Kamara's goal line touches because he's running read options with Kamara, and he's just taking it. Um, so that's what's really hurting. He, I mean, like people are gonna say he burned the Falcons' pass defense two weeks ago or last week, but 18 for 23 for 233. And a majority of those are five yard throws that people are just trying to break for him. So it's, I mean, he can't even, he's not throwing to running back. So I, I mean, I might uh, be a little worried for Kamara this week. I don't know how you sit him um, in what seems to be for most people the last week before the playoffs. So hopefully yeah. you've, uh, if you have him, you've already uh, mastered your spot and uh, can kind of live without it and hopefully breeze is back next week. But with 11 broken ribs, it's hard to tell.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I at least need need Drew Brees back by like week 15, especially in the leagues that I have the the first round by and Kamara.
1: Yeah, I'm not even looking at that stuff yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, last point on here is holy fuck Carson Wentz. Uh, We don't need to beat a a dead horse here. He sucks. sucks. I mean, let's, uh, let's, let's
1: at least get a current stat line. When we're, when, we're, when we're angry about this Current stat line Of 20 for 36 for 131 One touchdown, one pick Sacked five times, though I will give him that um, hmm. He's their leading rusher With four rushes for 35 yards So I, I mean, I like the guy He's one of the tougher quarterbacks You're going to see out there And it's so weird Because obviously he's done well In a Doug Peterson schemed offense before but this it's just atrocious it really is
0: it's it's time to see Jalen Hurts and, and this feels like a good time to plug my who is the problem article uh i wrote about I, I, Carson Wentz and it, you know i Jalen Hurts might not be the answer but it's time to to find out if he is so. see it's just
1: i know uh i know people are going to be a little hyped with how good Herbert has been, um, but I'm saying right now, if Hertz comes in, he's gonna do just as bad or worse. Just like if Jordan Love came in because Rodgers sprained his ankle for a game, I'm pretty sure the the Packers would lose that game. That's yeah. Whether whether yeah. that spells for their future or not, it is the year that they should all be sitting, both of those guys, and just learning the position better and I really don't think, I I mean, I don't see how this offense is better for Hurts. I really don't.
0: I hope we find out someday. That's all I hope. I hope we get to see it, but all right, let's move on to our waiver wrap up presented by mugs fly together. Mugs fly together. They are awesome. They do a a Sunday deal on one of their mugs every single week. They have some awesome fantasy football related mugs, and we have a promo code with them. Use cut 15 on any purchase. You'll get 15% off. Go check out their website. It's in the description Let's talk about some waiver wire guys. The first guy we have on this list is Kirk Cousins. He is available in 62% of sleeper redraft leagues. I obviously had to do the quick math because I put his roster ship in here instead of his availability. But uh, Kirk Cousins had one hell of a week. I know a lot of people were tweeting about I can't wait to see the fallout with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is the QB 13 on the year. He scored 25 fantasy points. He was 34 for 45 for 307 and three touchdowns and added some, uh, he he had his second biggest rushing performance with 19 yards on the ground. So uh, in week 13, he gets Jacksonville. Are you, is this a streamer candidate for you this week, Randy?
1: For this week? Yeah, I do believe so. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll have to see where he falls in the rankings for me, obviously, but I think he's going to be close to QB1, so it's clearly a... I mean, obviously, I'd feel a little bit better if Thielen's back, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. And then, since we're talking about quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky, he did not look great. He had some turnover issues, I believe. Did he turn the ball over? Uh, yeah, he definitely turned I the ball believe over. he yeah. got
1: strip-sacked. Um, and then I believe on a read option he fumbled but got it back. I don't know about past that.
0: So um, Mitchell Trubisky had three fumbles, lost one, but he also threw two interceptions. Yeah, I've right. got I'm to be honest, guys. Thing. I I turned the game off after a little while because I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, but Trubisky had a pretty good fantasy day. He threw well, three touchdowns. He had 17.7 fantasy points. This is kind of like, you know, the Carson Wentz from earlier in the year where he's not putting up good real life quarterback stats, but he was fantasy relevant. His next four weeks, he gets Detroit, Houston without Bradley Roby now. Minnesota, who's awful against opposing quarterbacks, and then Jacksonville, who's one of the worst against opposing quarterbacks. So your playoff matchups for Mitchell Trubisky, if he remains the starter, are Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. Do you think – and obviously we were ahead of the curve. We actually decided to go get Trubisky, I think, last week in our our deep league. It was actually – yeah, it was last Monday when we had somebody to drop, literally. (laughs) Yes, and so would you suggest at least stashing him to see if he starts again on this waiver? Would you spend up on with Fab for him?
1: Um, I don't know if I'd spend up with Fab. I I highly doubt that. But that's mainly because pretty much everyone has their quarterback set now for the playoffs. Um, obviously we're thinking of more of a two quarterback super flex league here. Um, because I. Well Trubisky's gonna get some garbage side points. Uh most weeks I assume. I don't think that they're gonna I don't think he's gonna be a QB1 most weeks. I, I mean I don't he's I don't think he is this week, is he?
0: He is not. So right now he is sitting at hold up. Hold up. Uh he is I've got a search in here. He oh so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven. He is quarterback eleven on the week right now. Jesus,
1: and he looked really yeah. bad. So well, he looked really bad in the first half, I guess I should say. But in fairness to him, it's not like Foles has looked good except for a week here and there, maybe. I I think he keeps his job honestly, <laughs> but the problem well, is his team just played so bad, and the coaching staff is so bad, in my opinion as well. It's just.
0: I, Dude, Matt Nagy, when asked if Mitchell Trubisky would remain the starter, he said, I don't see why not. That's a good approach. That's a really good good vibe to give off. Instead of a definitive answer, he's, I don't see why not. I mean, yeah. I think he should be. It's
1: not like like you had good early luck. I mean, you got five wins early, and you've done nothing since. So why not? And Mitch was part of that. So why why not just let him keep the reins let's truly see what you're doing here because it's not like Foles was the answer
0: no there's there's no one on that roster that is the answer there's no one in that front office that is the answer either um so he is owned or rostered i mean in nine percent of sleeper redrafts so he is widely available if you need a streaming option detroit's a really good matchup against quarterbacks so Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he lands in in our rankings this week. Uh, Moving on to the running back position, we've only got two guys on this list because uh, I didn't want to put Adrian Peterson on here because DeAndre Swift should be back. I didn't want to put Frank Gore on here because we told you to pick him up last week. So if you listen to us, you got an RB2 week. So instead, we're talking about Cam Akers, who is rostered in just 33% of redraft leagues. And he turned into the guy, I say that with quotation marks, because I believe he played on 27% of snaps. But he was the goal line back. Um, He did get a goal line touch. He had a breakaway, I think, 63-yard run, 61, 67, something like that. Uh, He had nine carries for 84 yards, averaged 9.3 a carry, and got that touchdown. Obviously, no work in the passing game. But Cam Akers looked to be the most explosive back, as he has most of this year. And so my question for you, Randy, do you think the tides are turning? Is Cam Akers startable?
1: Um. Sorry, photo off you out there watching this game. Um, I <laughs> no, I it's tough, man. It's like he looked good, he did, but just because you look good in this offense does not mean you get all the touches next week. We've seen that. Um, I think he deserves them. I mean, you spent the high capital on him, but then again, you did the same thing last year. So, I it's kind of tough to say who's gonna get it because it truly is. Uh, Most weeks, at least, it's really three people touching the ball. I know there's the one week where Malcolm Brown only got like two touches total, but uh, I think they're going to win like that. Uh, I think they're going to win throwing the ball and Akers dominating on the ground, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I guess if, if I had to make a recommendation for Cam Akers knowing that he's available in a shit ton of leagues, I would say stash him uh he could be a league winner here down the stretch so this next week he gets Arizona and then he gets oh for real he gets New England which sucks but then week 15 he does get the Jets so if he turns out to be the guy down the stretch here he's got a really juicy matchup right in the thick of your your playoffs so i think he's a worthy stash i wouldn't spend up with fab or anything like that but All right, the other running back that we have on here, unfortunately, is Devontae Booker, who is rostered in 15% of leagues. Randy noted earlier that Josh Jacobs could, he's potentially playing this week, but he definitely could be limited with such a a cake matchup. Randy, are you picking up Devontae Booker knowing that it's probably a one-week thing? Is he worth it? Is he a start for you next week?
1: See, that's... Well, first of all, if Jacobs is out, he's probably a star for me. Um, but, like, it depends on your league, obviously. But in a deeper league, I think I would pick him up. Um Mainly because even if Jacobs is playing, we literally saw them stop letting Jacobs go out there before in the third quarter against the Broncos because they're winning so much. And that could happen again this week against a pitiful Jets team. So in a get right game for the Raiders who desperately need it to stay in the playoff hopes. Uh, so they're right now going to be on the outside looking in with the Ravens after Wednesday? So they're definitely going to need a win. So I think they're up early. The last time they were up early, actually the last two times, really, I believe Booker had 16 points or 15 points, something, and then like 24 points against the Broncos. So he, he definitely has some relevancy, but again, you have to monitor the situation. With Jacobs I doubt they say until Saturday or so that he'll actually be playing for sure they'll probably set up practice all week so I think if you have the ability to stash him on your bench with the hopes of him getting majority or majority the second half work kind of thing I think he's at least worth a look especially in such a awful landscape for running backs on the week
0: (laughs) yeah very bad I just hope that you know you guys are smarter than me, and if you have Ronald Jones, you started him this week and you continue to start him because he's, you know, he, he's a better option than Devontae Booker and Cam Akers. And I just had to talk about Rojo for a second because yeah. that uh, touchdown catch, hit the first of his career, what a what a guy. What a guy that Bruce Arians for getting Rojo on the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to bring up that Rojo said he, uh, he needs 20 touches a game now. But he's not going to get that because Bruce Arians said it. So now,
0: so now (laughs) Bruce Arians said
1: it. So now he's not going to get (laughs) it. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position for the waiver wrap up. Colin Johnson. If you didn't watch the Browns Jacksonville game, you likely you might know who Colin Johnson is. The thing about this DJ Chark, they they will likely continue to hold players out. They are trying to get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't be shocked to see DJ Chark go on the IR, even if he's not that hurt. And Colin Johnson balled out this week. He had, um, he he saw quite a few targets with Mike Glennon, who was actually able to throw the ball downfield. He saw eight targets he caught four of them for 96 yards and a touchdown granted that was against a poor cleveland secondary but the next two weeks he gets minnesota which is even worse than cleveland and tennessee who is right there on par with cleveland randy what what are your thoughts on colin johnson did you see the the deep bomb he he actually should have had about three more he was he was wide open mike glennon just sucks
1: yeah, and that's the thing. I assume Glennon's gonna get the start again. Uh, I don't know what to do with this team, man. Uh, the only person that actually matters, James Robinson. But if you desperately need a receiver this week, I don't know if he's at the top of my list. I doubt it, especially because it's almost seemed like a surprise inactive from Chark to really raise his stock for the week. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. But I understand why you like him it's he he played very very well but i think uh, looking at this list i think i'd take the other three guys
0: yeah sounds about right so the next guy on the list gabriel davis rostered in just five percent of sleeper leagues the news came out that john brown was going on the ir and the question was is it cole beasley or is it gabriel davis and it turns out I, i believe it was both i think cole beasley had a decent day i might be incorrect there Cole Beasley had had nine fantasy points, so not a great day. So Gabriel Davis won that matchup. So he had three catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. He does have a knack for getting in the end zone. Seeing as he's the number two or number three on that Buffalo team, do you have any interest in, in Gabriel Davis this week, Randy?
1: Um. I don't know about this week specifically, but I think you have to have some interest in the guy that, while John Brown has been out, he has done some good things. Um, he's not hyper-targeted or anything. That's still going to be Diggs, even though apparently it wasn't Diggs for a whole half. Um, and I think, obviously, the short route's good to Beasley and Knox and Singletary to an extent. but I So I, I think he's worth a look. I definitely... With Brown out, I, I definitely think he, he should be able to do enough.
0: Okay. Would you rather roster a guy like Gabriel Davis or a guy with high volatility like Alan Lazard or uh, or Valdez Scanling? even, I guess?
1: I think I would rather have Lazard, but I think I'd rather have Davis than Valdez Scantling.
0: Would you drop Travis Fulgham for Gabriel Davis this week?
1: Right now, yeah.
0: Okay, me too. I'm sad about it too. Travis Fulgham's good, folks. He is.
1: I mean, Wentz is... The one thing I will say is Wentz is trying to spread the ball around. He's throwing to anyone and everyone that he thinks could possibly be open. He's not hitting it, but he's trying. I mean, at least he's not hyper-targeting one person and then sucking like that. He's, he's doing everything he can, it looks like.
0: Very true. All right. Let's uh move on to the aforementioned Kiki QT rostered in two percent of the leagues. I don't I don't know who's rostering Kiki right now, but I don't know why you were doing it. Uh but obviously with the Will Fuller news and as Randy alluded to, QT might be the wide receiver two on this team, and he he very well like he should be the wide receiver two on this team moving forward. Randy, would you rather Gabriel Davis or Kiki this week? Kiki QT. I mean,
1: he he was getting a good amount of looks, probably at least similar to Davis, honestly, with Will Fuller dominating as a wide receiver one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I would actually lean the same way. Um, You know, QT back last year, I believe, was when he had a few good performances yeah so he strung together 10 fantasy points in like week six of last year 11 fantasy points two weeks later eight fantasy points uh but then in 2018 he had a two-game stretch where he was probably a wide receiver one over that that time frame hyper targeted and when he gets targets he's pretty efficient with them um I think I think you will see the reemergence of of QT and I I think he would be my second wide receiver on this list uh after the guy we talk about next. Um with are so Denzel Mims is the last guy on the list. For some reason he's only rostered in 17% of leagues. He has three straight outings of 10 or more fantasy points. What do you think of Denzel Mims in this shitty uh, New York Jets offense? Does he have any upside? And how would you rank the receivers? I think it depends what you mean
1: by upside. (laughs) I don't think this team's scoring a lot of points. They do have a little bit better of a matchup this week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, But the Raiders do a decent job of getting pressure, which really hurts. This Jets offensive line and this team in general, uh, but Mims is not necessarily deep red or anything. So I'll I'll say if you if you want a truly safe flex option that you think is going to get ten points, I I want Mims. But if I if I want a flex option that I think can get six points guaranteed, but could get fourteen to twenty, I'm going to take QT.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think now that, that I've thought about it here for another couple minutes, I think I would rank these receivers probably. QT. I'd actually probably rather Gabriel Davis over Denzel Mims, and then Mims, Colin Johnson. How would you rank them?
1: I think the same, and that's. I'll agree with the Gabriel Davis over Mims only for the fact that it's a better offense, so they have a good chance of. Getting a higher touchdown percentage. Mims isn't getting a touchdown. So, there's.
0: <laughs> the Jets aren't in general, probably. That's what I'm saying. Like, and
1: it's, you have to just live and die by short throws. And I mean, that's why I'm not going to be playing Eagles for a while. <laughs> Who do yeah. they even play next? Like, is it at least an easy matchup for these guys or something? Like, good
0: lord. This one was, dude. This one was.
1: I understand. I, I do. I truly do, but that's not what I asked. They play Green Bay. Oh,
0: <laughs> and then New Orleans. They do get Arizona. Carson Wentz, league winner. Um, just <laughs> kidding. Hot. I'm I'm kidding. Please don't. Please don't take that to the. No, plate.
1: they they get the Cowboys week sixteen. That that's what you're. That's what you're talking
0: about. <laughs> uh, yeah, that too. Um, oh my God, Carson Wentz just threw a touchdown. Uh, unbelievable. Uh. uh it's going to make him look so much better. Um, all right. The, the I have one tight end listed here, and it's tied to the first quarterback we talked about. So Kyle Rudolph, he's rostered in 28% of leagues. He was actually started in a whopping 24% of leagues, and I was one of those 24%. I picked up Kyle Rudolph late, started him, and got 13.8 fantasy points from him. He had seven catches. For 68 yards, obviously Adam Thielen was out. Adam Thielen is back this week, but Kyle Rudolph's next four matchups are Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Chicago, and New Orleans, who all have holes in their defense when it comes to covering tight ends. Is this a, a long-term stream for you? Is this an only play of Thielen's out stream for you? And then, you know, sorry to hit you with all the questions, if Irv Smith comes back, would you rather Irv Smith or Kyle Rudolph?
1: So if the one's out, I think you almost have to play him. Um I think if Irv's back, you play Irv. Because Irv was doing better than him when they were both in the field. So um that's that's kind of the point that I have to make there. Yeah. So
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds good, yeah. It's pretty I... plain, but <laughs> The like, like we talk about all the time here, the the tight end landscape is is pretty bad. And if you're streaming right now, like I said, I had to pick up Kyle Rudolph this week. It ended up working out, but you know, I I don't know how many tight ends, and obviously we haven't done our rankings yet, but I don't know how many will have the the potential to score touchdowns like Kyle Rudolph does. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a pretty big red zone target. But Thielen, obviously, is the 1A. I was going to
1: say, but if we're only talking about that, then is Jimmy Graham ahead of him? Like, So that's, if we're only judging touchdowns by tight ends, the dude, I I think, has had, I think the stat yesterday was, he's had 16 targets in the red zone. He's got eight catches for five touchdowns. So he's clearly better than Rudolph in that regard.
0: Yes, and then I guess I do want to mention one other guy. Just for this week alone, if you are streaming, Austin Hooper, he's rostered in 74% of leagues, but I assume that he's going to be a drop candidate based on his nine fantasy points, and he hasn't scored double digits since week six. So I, I kind of assume people are going to try to move on from him, scour the waiver wire, and see if he did get dropped this is a good matchup here against Tennessee and you know, I don't think Jarvis Landry can keep up his crazy performance that he had against the Jags last week. So I think you could probably play Hooper one more week, but like I said, rostered in a lot, Brandy, would you play him this week against the Titans?
1: Yeah. Hooper for sure. I mean, if you're going to be petty about the nine points, I guess like, I I mean, and tight end that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's true. That that had a chance on some weeks to be tight end one. And uh, that's, if he, that's a sad that, truth. It's true, and he's pretty much one catch away from being a tight end one, really, right there. So yeah, it's, I'll take I'll take that.
0: Yeah, he he is one catch away essentially, because as long as it went for about ten yards, that's insane and gross.
1: Yeah, most tight end targets are anywhere from five to 10. So
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Um,
0: that, that'll do it for our, our waiver wrap up. because uh that I, I, yeah, I apologize.
1: Week. It, we, we've had excitement, but it doesn't seem like an exciting show of waivers just because it's not a good week of waivers, which it truly shouldn't be going into the last week of the season and, or for some people, possibly the first week of the playoffs. Uh, if you are relying on the waiver to be a league winner, that's probably fool's gold, kind of. Um, yeah. If you're having to pick some up from for COVID reasons, I hope this player works out for you. There are a couple guys here that could work out at least for one week. Uh, maybe one or two that could be very helpful as a flex for the rest of the year, but we still have to see a couple of those. So Hopefully that all works out for you guys. Um, hopefully, uh, Christian and I make the playoffs in our leagues even though uh I doubt it for me for one league <laughs> but it's a league that I also already sold a piece to try and get picks for next year in dynasty cuz I assumed I would make playoffs <laughs> so at least I I tried
0: yeah I uh I did get hit with a uh, you have to pay your league fees for next year cuz you traded your first message today and I said take it out of my championship fee
1: and he did he, he he did not say that i went for clarification he did not have balls
0: to say that i did oh i did look look. no look. you didn't i sent it yeah i did i promise look
1: i literally have been I, in this oh so sleepers just not updating for me all right that's yeah
0: <laughs> same thing happened to me when you said okay. oh you got <clears throat> i said take right. it out of my ditch. i did i didn't
1: restart it three times to get that
0: <laughs> and, yeah yeah, Sleeper's been off. I think what is happening too, guys, is they're trying to figure out how to make the Wednesday game work for yeah. Monday, which is something we didn't talk about at the top of the show. So your points if you're playing on Sleeper, which you should be because it's the best platform and it doesn't fuck around with uh, positions like Taysom Hill being a tight end. Um, <clears throat> but Sleeper has has put out a tweet that said, your points from the Baltimore Pittsburgh game will count towards week 12. Your waivers, unless you are a commissioner or unless you have spoken with your commissioner, will be normal. This is why we're going over waivers now, because your waivers should run as normal this week, despite the game happening after. Very weird.
1: insane to me, yeah. well, I don't know very, what else they could do. Because otherwise you're... I, I mean, obviously I've been commissioning a couple... But- I'm not changing settings or anything for this one week. Uh, The only other thing that could happen is you, you set waivers for Wednesday at seven. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's, it's very odd. I'm glad they did choose that route because I think if they tried to push waivers back in a bulk fashion, it would have turned out very, very badly. So, um, but yeah, your, your points from the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, if it happens, which it should happen, Baltimore did have zero positives today. Uh, so it's if a, it happens...
1: It's a, it's a whole miracle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if it happens, they will count for this week. So don't fret. If you're on ESPN or Yahoo, I have no idea. Or my fantasy league even. So I, I have no idea how that's working. That's my advocacy for sleeper for the day. Uh, I had another point to make before we we got out of here. Um, Oh, yeah, I remembered now. Take advantage of your IR spots if you have them. I know we've said that multiple times, but with this many players going on and off the COVID list, Randy and I have, I, I think we've actually won weekly matchups because we took advantage of the players going on the COVID list, putting them on IR picking up an extra guy and then having to use him because more players went on the COVID list. So oh, yeah. just I've, I've been doing it in every
1: league. Me and him have been doing it exclusively in the listener league. And that has helped us to first place uh, for sure. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So really pay attention to when that's happening. I know, you know, some players, some fantasy managers don't like to get on the app all week. I am suggesting now that playoffs are coming. If you are in the playoffs, check your app every day. Start moving players around. Really take advantage of that if you have IR spots. And if you don't, leave the league because you need a better league.
1: <laughs> yeah, your, your commission should have been a little bit uh more lenient this season. But, you
0: know, not yeah. everyone can be as cool as me. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here. Make sure you guys follow us at The Cut FFB on all of our socials, mostly our Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review if you haven't already. Tell your friends if you haven't already. And check out the website, thecutffb.com. That's where my articles, we actually just brought on a new writer. So we're going to get some some more articles pumping out. And the NFL draft content is right around the corner. Um, So a lot of exciting things happening. Randy, do you have anything to add before we bounce?
1: Uh, No, sir. No, sir. Probably an update on a playoff standings for all of us uh, on the Thursday show, I assume.
0: Yeah, true story. All right. For Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We will talk to you on Thursday. Later.
1: Oh my god. That was such a
0: what an an instantaneous
1: shit job. That wouldn't even have made it in the first place, bro. Oh my god. That dude was covered (laughs) as fuck.
0: That was a pick six.
1: Yeah. Where'd you throw it to, bro? oh i don't understand right.
0: i think we're just gonna fade the podcast and this is how we're gonna start is uh, with what? You slow clapping and me laughing <laughs> <laughs> i'm only half joking i might actually do that
1: that was so bad oh my god <clears throat>